Welcome to Furniture Industry News for Wednesday, December 6th, 2023 from FurniturePodcast.com, where you can stay up to date on the latest news surrounding the ever-evolving furniture industry. In today's episode, we'll cover Ashley Furniture settling a lawsuit over false pricing, high mortgage rates impacting the housing industry, Temper Sealy's plans to sell sleep outfitters and mattress firm stores, impatient consumers wanting to buy homes, the U.S., CPSC's acceptance of slightly different warning statements on clothing storage units, Bed Bath & Beyond's record, Cyber 5 sales and cost reductions, Merchant Machine's rankings of furniture websites by age group, and Lazy Boy's strategies for success in the evolving furniture industry. Ashley Furniture is putting an end to a class action lawsuit claiming they engaged in deceptive marketing tactics. The lawsuit accused the furniture giant of using false reference pricing by inflating the original prices of items and then selling them at a discounted rate. Stephanie Abril, the plaintiff, alleged that Ashley misled customers into believing that certain items were worth more than they actually were. According to the lawsuit, Ashley would advertise a product's original price with a strikethrough, along with a discount percentage. However, the products were never actually sold at that inflated original price. The plaintiffs argued that this tactic made the discounts appear more significant than they actually were, enticing customers to make purchases based on the perceived savings. The class action settlement covers anyone in the U.S. who purchased a discounted product from one of Ashley's corporate-owned stores or their website within a specific time frame. To compensate affected customers, Ashley will be providing a $30 voucher that can be used towards any item on their website or at their stores. In addition, the individual plaintiffs will receive $2,500 each and reimbursement for attorney fees. It's important to note that Ashley has not admitted any wrongdoing or liability as part of the settlement. A dedicated website has been created to provide court-approved information and important documents related to the settlement. Both parties involved in the lawsuit have agreed to the settlement, which is currently awaiting final approval from the court. Ashley aims to resolve the matter and avoid lengthy litigation. So let's talk about the current state of the housing market and its impact on the furniture industry. It seems like high mortgage rates are a major concern for case goods suppliers going into 2024. Doug Bassett, the president of Vaughn Bassett, a domestic case goods manufacturer, explains that high mortgage rates are creating headwinds for the industry. He emphasizes the importance of new housing starts and the creation of new bedrooms to drive demand for furniture. Marcus Bontrager, the president of Fusion Designs, agrees that the lack of turns in housing and the downturn in new construction and current home sales are major issues. He also raises a point about the transition from baby boomers to millennials and the uncertainty regarding their furniture preferences. Executives at higher-end furniture companies, Hooker Furniture and Phillips Collection, also highlight high interest rates as a potential challenge for the year. Mike Harris the president of Case Goods and Upholstery at Hooker, acknowledges the impact of the mortgage environment on disposable income and home sales. Jason Phillips, the vice president of sales and marketing at Phillips, stresses the need for flexibility and adjustments in pricing and incentives if interest rates remain high. Data from prominent home building and realty organizations further support the severity of the issue. Mortgage rates have reached their highest levels since 2000, impacting buyer demand and new home sales. However, there's some hope for the future. Danielle Hale, the chief economist for Realtor.com, 
predicts an affordability turnaround in certain markets, leading to a rebound in sales. She highlights Toledo, Rochester, and three California regions as key markets to watch in 2024. Realtor.com's research also reveals that first-time homebuyers are optimistic about buying a home and believe that homeownership is still attainable. Overall, the housing market and high mortgage rates continue to pose challenges for the furniture industry. However, there are signs of potential opportunities and market growth in the upcoming year. Temper Sealy International is making strides towards acquiring sleep retailer Mattress Firm. As they plan to sell a combination of about 200 sleep outfitters and Mattress Firm stores. According to Temper Sealy's statement, they are actively merging several Mattress Firm stores with sleep outfitters to be sold to a third party. The offer also includes seven warehouse distribution centers with an estimated combined sales projection of around $200 million for these stores in 2023. However, the company acknowledges that the exact number and composition of these stores may change as the plan progresses. Sleep Outfitters currently operates 118 stores across several states, including Alabama, Indiana, Tennessee, Ohio, Kansas, Kentucky, Missouri, and West Virginia. The acquisition of Mattress Firm, valued at $4 billion, is currently being reviewed by the Federal Trade Commission and is expected to be finalized in the second half of next year. Shedding approximately 200 stores from Mattress Firm's portfolio could potentially address antitrust concerns raised by the FTC. While the document doesn't specify the exact locations of the stores up for sale, it does emphasize that they cover a broad geographic footprint and present an exciting opportunity when combined with Sleep Outfitters. The document also describes Sleep Outfitters as a separate entity with limited support from Temper Sealy signaling that they will work with potential buyers to establish transitional service and long-term supply agreements. Temper Sealy's acquisition of Sleep Outfitters came after the parent company of the retail brand, Innovative Mattress Solutions, filed for Chapter 11 bankruptcy protection in 2019. Impatient consumers are eagerly looking to make a home purchase, signaling a potentially stronger housing market in the coming year. According to Bank of America's Homebuyer Insight report, only 62% of consumers are now willing to wait for prices and mortgage rates to fall before buying a home. This is a significant decrease from the 85% who felt the same way just six months ago. Matt Vernon, the head of consumer lending at BOA, believes that if buying a home aligns with your financial goals and fits within your budget, the best time to make that purchase is when you're ready and can find a home that meets your needs. While approximately 80% of outstanding U.S. mortgages have an interest rate below 5%, the current 30-year fixed mortgage rate sits at around 7.2%, as indicated by the latest weekly average from Freddie Mac. This discrepancy is discouraging potential buyers from taking action, especially younger home buyers like millennials. However, there are still motivations for current homeowners to sell, even if mortgage rates are higher. These include finding a more affordable area or the opportunity to purchase their dream home. A survey conducted as part of the Home Buyer Insight report found that reasons for moving from one state to another included cost of living, career job opportunities, family and relationships, and the affordability of housing. Due to the scarcity of inventory, prospective buyers are willing to compromise on certain factors, such as giving up space, a desired location, or specific amenities. For example, 35% of all generations surveyed 
would sacrifice buying a brand new home if it increased their chances of finding a suitable home to purchase. For nearly two-thirds of respondents, owning a home is considered one of their greatest personal achievements, ranking above raising a family, being in a committed relationship, or overcoming significant challenges. Additionally, about half of the participants listed homeownership as a top indicator of their success. The survey conducted between September 25th 28 included 500 homeowners and 500 renters, all aged 18 and older who currently own, have owned, or plan to own a home. The American Home Furnishings Alliance recently highlighted the efforts of the ASTM Furniture Safety Subcommittee to rectify any inconsistencies in warning labels on clothing storage units. Addressing the issue, The U.S. Consumer Product Safety Commission's Compliance Division has announced that it will accept two slightly different warning statements concerning tip-over incidents until the standard can be updated to align them. Starting from September 1, 2023, clothing storage units must bear these warning labels. However, certain test labs initially deemed some units non-compliant due to variations in the wording between the warning labels and the actual safety standard. One label used anti-tip device without capitalizing anti, deviating from the standard. Another label omitted the word any in the statement cautioning parents to never allow children to stand, climb, or hang on drawers, doors, or shelves. The correct wording should be never allow children to stand, climb, or hang on any drawers, doors, or shelves. In response, CPSC's Director of the Office of Compliance and Field Operations, Robert S. K., explained that compliance evaluated the differences between the warning statement and the examples provided in the standard. It concluded that these discrepancies are unlikely to impair consumers' comprehension of the warning message. Consequently, compliance will accept either version of the warning statements until the standard is updated to align the wording. Bed Bath & Beyond, the online furniture and home furnishings retailer. The parent company, Beyond, just announced some impressive sales figures for the Cyber 5 Inches period, which covers Thanksgiving Day through Cyber Monday. They reported record-breaking sales and a whopping 24% increase in estimated net revenue compared to last year's Black Friday shopping weekend. Sales in categories like bedding, bath, kitchen, and core furniture and decor really drove this growth. And get this, they now have over 5.3 million active customers. Beyond is looking to build on this success by investing in their customer base and reclaiming market share. But that's not all. They're also planning a relaunch of Overstock.com, their historical top-performing website. This multi-phase relaunch is expected to revitalize the categories that have historically done really well for them. Now let's talk about the financial side of things. Beyond has initiated a fixed-cost restructuring plan that aims to reduce expenses by around $25 million annually by early 2025. They're looking to streamline their operations by reducing the fixed expense base and moving towards a more variable cost structure. Part of this plan involves a 10% reduction in their employee base, optimizing their facility footprint, renegotiating vendor contracts, and even outsourcing certain functions. Beyond expects these changes to start generating savings in late fourth quarter 2023. It's great to see beyond focusing on long-term shareholder value while also celebrating their impressive sales performance. They're really dedicated to driving market share growth in the competitive world of online retail. 
I recently came across a fascinating study that ranked the top furniture websites based on the percentage of visitors they receive from different age groups. The study was conducted by Merchant Machine, a British information and comparison website using data sourced from similar web. In the 18 to 24 age group, the top 10 furniture websites were dominated by well-known names like IKEA, Mattress Firm, and Ashley. Other popular brands such as Design Within Reach, Raymore and Flanagan, and Wayfair also made the list. Moving on to the 25 to 34 age group, Article claimed the top spot, followed by CB2 and Design Within Reach. West Elm, RH, and IKEA were also featured on this list, showing their popularity among this demographic. For consumers in the 35 to 44 age range, Rooms to Go emerged as the favorite, with Nebraska Furniture Mart and Bob's Discount Furniture not far behind. This group also showed appreciation for Mattress Firm, Ashley, and Home Depot. Interestingly, Rooms to Go also topped the list among shoppers aged 45 to 54, indicating its wider appeal. Home Depot, Sleep Number, and American Signature Furniture were also popular choices among this age group. Moving into the 55 to 64 demographic, One King's Lane caught the attention of many, followed by Ballard Designs and Bassett. Pier 1, Lazy Boy, and Pottery Barn were also featured, showcasing the interest in more established brands. Lastly, shoppers aged 65 and older favored Bassett, Ballard Designs, and One King's Lane. Lazy Boy, Haverty's, and Ethan Allen also garnered attention from this age group. It's fascinating to see how different age groups have various preferences when it comes to furniture shopping. Whether you're looking for trendy pieces or classic designs, these rankings can certainly help you find the best websites to explore. In a recent blog post, Lazy Boy, the well-known furniture manufacturer and retailer, is making strategic moves to keep up with the changing dynamics of the furniture industry. In a blog post titled, Lazy Boy Continues to Bet on the Strength of Its Retail Store Network, the importance of Lazy Boy's retail stores is emphasized as a vital aspect of their long-term growth strategy. The post begins with a brief background on Lazy Boy, highlighting its reputation for quality and comfort. This reputation has solidified its position as a household name in the United States. Despite the rising popularity of online shopping, the blog post emphasizes how brick-and-mortar retail stores still hold significance in the furniture industry. Lazy Boy's decision to invest in and expand its retail store network is seen as a bold move. They believe that physical stores offer a unique advantage by allowing customers to experience the comfort and quality of their products firsthand. The post also acknowledges the challenges faced by the furniture industry, including increased competition from online retailers and shifting consumer preferences. In response, Lazy Boy aims to create an immersive in-store experience where customers can explore a variety of furniture options and receive personalized assistance from knowledgeable staff. An interesting aspect of Lazy Boy's approach is their focus on customization. The blog post explains how they offer customers the ability to personalize their furniture choices, from fabric selection to recliner styles. This emphasis on customization sets them apart from online competitors and caters to the individual needs of each customer. While their retail stores remain a cornerstone of their strategy, Lazy Boy also recognizes the importance of enhancing their online presence. They have introduced virtual design consultations and integrated technology into the in-store shopping experience to cater to modern consumers who value both convenience and the tactile experience. 
Additionally, the blog post highlights Lazy Boy's commitment to sustainability and responsible sourcing. Their efforts to use eco-friendly materials and reduce their environmental footprint align with the growing trend of environmentally conscious consumer behavior. Overall, the article portrays Lazy Boy as a company that is adapting to the evolving furniture industry landscape. Their investments in retail stores, focus on customization, embrace of technology, and commitment to sustainability position them for continued success. Stay tuned to furniture industry news from FurniturePodcast.com to stay informed on the latest updates in the furniture industry and make sure to subscribe for future episodes.